Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to everyone out there on the internet. Whether you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, this is Lancey with myself, with me, Steve D, the five-minute weekly show where I talk about being a freelance creator and game designer when you're low on spoons and low on cash, and this is the 53rd podcast. I was trying to get it all into 52, but at the last minute I realized there was something I still wanted to talk about, and I wanted to keep everything to five, six, seven minutes or so, so that they were still bite-sized. I didn't want to make a long episode because I was committed to the format. And I believe that's, you know, a better idea than being exactly neat with the numbers. If there's one thing that I learned as a role-playing game designer is that getting the numbers too perfect is not always the best solution. That's also true of all game design. Um, Having perfect symmetry and nice lining up numbers is never worth pursuing over any other game game goal like playability and understanding and smoothness. And so, in a grand tradition of doing the best possible job as opposed to the neatest possible job, we're going to have 53 episodes instead of 52. Um, And I think that's just a good lesson to learn, that sometimes things don't line up neatly, and what you're trying to do is do the best possible job you are. You're try- you can do, not the neatest possible job. So this is the finale of the very last episode. 53 of them on the podcast. Another 50-something on the YouTube channel. Check it out. As I mentioned last time, there's that's a series of bite-sized chunks that you can divide up and get into whenever you need to. One a week for a whole year. And if you include the YouTube, it's one a week for over two years. So that's great. And uh, one thing I wanted to talk about last week, but didn't quite fit it in, was about how gaming becomes part of your life. So we're talking about just grazing on learning, um, and it's true that you want to be doing gaming the whole time. You know, that's the way that you get better and better at something is doing it more and more, and figuring out how to build it into your life, and not just squeezing it in when you have moments, and being doing it regularly and doing it often. But what people don't often talk about that is that as you do something on a routine, it actually becomes part of your life. And therefore it changes with time and it has it reflects in your life. You're not just gonna be, you know, reading the same book at every part of your life. You know, you know that if you are a reader, you read more during summer, you read more on your vacations, you read more perhaps when you're on the train more, when you're at work. And the same is very as James Dine. The same the same is true with game design, um, or anything that you do, you know. There's going to be parts of your life when it's going to be, there's going to be more that gets done or less that gets done. It's going to be different depending on certain seasons, you know. It might be harder to game design in winter when you're a bit colder and a bit more tired, a bit more worn down. It might be harder to game design in summer. It might be easier. It might be easier to get people together for playtests. Obviously, there are random events like COVID that change how you game design. There's going to be changes in your life with work and family and all these kind of things. And... 
your hobbies and your passions and, and your crafts um, are all going to reflect and, and um, be part of these things that, that are part of your life. They're not add-ons that you simply squeak in and go, well, I'm doing a little bit of less, a little bit of that. If you're really doing game design as a lifelong pursuit, then it becomes part of the rhythms of your life. And you will have a game designer year. You'll have a game design life that's going to have highs and lows, but you're going to have a game design year as well. It's going to get into a rhythm. You might even have cycles that are smaller than that or longer than that. You know, um, you might be doing less when you have kids and more after you have kids or the other way around. You know, your kids might allow you to do more game design or something. You might be doing less when you're with a partner and more when you're single. Uh, and you're going to have a rhythm that develops through a year with those predictable kind of cycles, you know. And the, the thing is to lean into that. As, as always we say, is like be aware of these things and use them to your advantage. You know, if winter is coming up, what does a winter game design look like? All right, what kind of games do you do? Is it convention season? Is it production season? You know, when do the crops rise and when do the, when do the crops need to be seeded and when do they need to be, be harvested? Um, these are conditions from outside, but there are conditions from outside on your game design. You know, convention season happens. You need to be ready for it. So plan ahead, you know. In that season, you have to do... Um, get prototypes ready. You have to get sell sheets ready. You have to do those other kinds of things. So bundle that in to pre-convention stuff, you know. And then after conventions, you might have lots of new ideas. So then that's the season of new ideas, right? Yeah, that could be your spring. Uh, and then the harvest is is you know at the conventions. Have a winter when you can rest and sleep and and get ready again for the next year. Have a summer when it's busy. Build yourself a game designer year. Figure out how your rhythms go up and down. Figure out what the demands are from outside. And figure out how your creative well responds. You may have your own spring or summer where the ideas are better. You know, I find it harder to work in the heat of summer because I'm really exhausted in the heat. And everything is sticky and you don't want to touch anything. Um, on the other hand, I also have long breaks over Christmas. So that can be a great time to just get some really hard work done on something. Um you're going to have these natural rhythms, you know, and it's no point ignoring them and just tucking in gaming wherever it finds. If you're going to be a lifelong game designer, then you're going to live a game designer life. And that means having a game designer year. And a, whatever your craft is, this is true. You're going to have an artist year, right? You're going to have a creative year. There will be times when it is time to, to sow the seeds and time when it is time to harvest the seeds. And... It sounds like a cliche. It sounds like a Bible verse. But there's a reason these things resonate. It's because they're true. This is how our art works. This is how we work. This is how the life of, of the world and the planet works. There are things that go in circles. And the patterns that emerge. If you don't set up your own patterns and understand your patterns, then they'll be dictated to you and they'll be um, handed to you without your control and without you being able to use them. So, what is your gaming year? I've given you 53 episodes that you can now slide into your year. But the question for you is, what is your gaming year look like? And what's your gaming decade look like? Or your gaming century? Uh, you can't always plan that far ahead, but you can understand those cycles. And as, I think the most important thing we've always said over here is that this is a marathon, not a sprint. So forget about the project you're working on. Forget about where you desperately want to be this year, next year, sometime. 
I want you to think about the rhythms of the earth and the seasons. I want you to build yourself a life of game design that goes on and on and on, that harvests and seeds and restores and rests and bursts anew, bringing new life and new games over and over again for as long as you care to do so. So that's our final message. Build yourself a gaming year. Enjoy your gaming year. Enjoy your spring and your summer and your autumn and your winter. And I hope that you keep bringing games up over and over again and Bountiful Harvest will follow. And I'll see you at the game table, at the conventions, everywhere with your games and my games going forward. That's it from me. Keep making games. Keep being good. Keep playing Keep playing games. Keep having fun. And above all, can't stress this enough, keep patting dogs. 